It's the show the establishment warned you about. Yes, that's right. It's the Dr. Help Me Show. Welcome back to the Free State of Florida broadcast, Ultra Mega Podcast, where we are joining you live on Rumble, and you can also listen on any of the podcasting platforms you choose to later on. Thank you for joining us, and if you're listening to this independent podcast and you enjoy it, please subscribe and tell a friend. Thank you very much. Uh, we have uh, a lot of stuff to go through today. First thing I wanted to say is congratulations to the Gators for eking out a very close victory over the South Florida Bulls, which are the local team here in Tampa. Also, uh, I'm an alumni of both of those schools, so uh, congratulations to the uh Bulls for almost beating the Gators, and congratulations to the Gators for holding out. Gators have 11, number 11, Tennessee this weekend, and uh, we shall see. I assume that Tennessee will be favored for that game, which is a turn of events from recent history because in the past several years, Florida has beaten Tennessee handily, and so it'll be interesting to see that. But anyway, congratulations to the Gators, and hopefully they continue to improved throughout the season they are now uh two and one they lost to kentucky and beat utah and beat south florida and uh we'll see home of the desantis airlines here we are as well this is where desantis ron desantis our governor has been come under attack recently for sending some illegal aliens uh border crossers into Martha's Vineyard, of all places, where the uh, the rich people live, the rich white liberals live, and he has been attacked for that, and uh, told men said that he was uh, human trafficking them, and also sending them under false pretenses. They didn't know they were going there, and they didn't want to go there. They would have much rather stayed in whatever town they were sent to in in Florida. I think they usually send them to Jacksonville in the dead of the night. Uh, although. Um, Former press secretary Jen Psaki said that they were sent not in the dead of the night, but in the early morning. So whatever the case is, uh, the federal government is allowed to ship illegal aliens who trespass over the border to anywhere in the United States without any problems, without any pushback uh, from the media being called uh, human traffickers or anything of the like. <clears throat> but one time DeSantis does it and he sends them to Martha's Vineyard of all places. No, 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 no. That's a no, no. So anyway, they are now uh, going crazy about this. And one of the people is going crazy about it is a sheriff out in Texas who is going to uh, open up an investigation into the into Ron DeSantis. It says this from Breitbart. Bexar County Sheriff Javier Salazar says he will be seeking to determine if DeSantis, quote, lured the migrants onto the plane under false pretenses. What we have is 48 people who are already on hard times. They're here legally in our country at that point uh, because they got asylum, I think. And so uh, I believe they were preyed upon. Someone came from out of the state, preyed upon these people, lured them and promises of a better life, which is absolutely what they were looking for. Well, if they were absolutely looking for that, then they should have been able to find that in Martha's Vineyard, which is a very, very rich area full of all kinds of uh, mansions and things like that. Many of them are unoccupied for most of the year. And uh, so I, I don't know why sending them to Martha's Vineyard was such a big deal, other than the fact that it made a bunch of uh, white liberals mad. Um, but the, apparently this looks like this is from the Gateway Pundit. And it says uh, DeSantis to send plane load of illegal migrants to Georgetown via Biden's beach town lives in a tizzy. And this was uh, from some 
breaking news potentially. It says a recent uh, some Democrats. Uh, have it exposed for their failures. It exposes their intolerance and systemic racism. Last night, leftist troll Judd Legum tweeted out a flight schedule out of Florida to Joe Biden's island home. And it says the flight is scheduled to leave in San Antonio to Florida to a small airport by Joe Biden's beach town. And so apparently there might be an airplane load of more illegals being sent to Joe Biden's uh, uh, home um, beach town. And we shall see if that holds out to be true. If that is true, then you will see a lot of uh, more hell raising going on from that. It says this is from this uh, leftist guy who's following this on online. Apparently, these planes, Judd Legum. It says one of the planes used in DeSantis Martha's Vineyard stunt is currently scheduled to travel tomorrow from San Antonio to Florida to a small airport near Biden's beach house in Delaware. So we'll see. That'd be funny if it does. Yeah, the Texas sheriff is, uh, so he's mad about it. So he's he's opening up an investigation because he says that they were basically uh, told under false pretenses that they were going to Martha's Vineyard. And then over here we have in Florida, this is from Politico, two leading House Democrats on Monday sent a letter to Republican legislator leader, lead, leaders calling on them to object to, quote, unlawful actions taken by DeSantis. It says here that the uh, much of the focus is on the budgetary language that state lawmakers wrote to authorize the flights. Specifically, state Democrats and others are questioning whether the flights are legal. Flights are legal since they originated in Texas and not in Florida. According to the budget language, the twelve million dollar the twelve million dollars DeSantis is using was specifically earmarked to quote facilitate the transport of unauthorized aliens from this state consistent with federal law. So that seems like uh, it's a far fetched. Uh, lawsuit there or, or legal maneuver they're going to try to pull. But DeSantis really touched a nerve when he did that. And it was a master stroke politically because it exposed all in one fell swoop, the complete and utter hypocrisy of the virtue signaling left wingers who are calling for open borders across the United States, having these uh, celebrations of it, on social media, they're talking about how they're a sanctuary city and anybody who's not for sanctuary cities is a mean bastard. And they're the only ones who are the, the true uh, angels of, of mercy. And they are the ones that are following in the steps of uh, what Jesus would do. And they're doing it. And until you send them to their area, like the Mayor Bowser or Lightfoot or Eric Adams or now uh, Martha's Vineyard, until you start sending them there to their places, uh, they are all for it. Until you send them there, then they are all against it. Because all of those places I just mentioned, Lightfoot in Chicago, uh, Bowser in D.C., and Adams in New York City have all gone on record saying that we've had enough migrants. No more migrants, no more brown people being sent to our cities, and uh, we've had enough. Keep them in your border towns. Uh, Mayor Bowser in Washington, D.C. said, look, we can't do this. We're not Texas. We're not a border town. So all they are is Washington, D.C. D.C. is uh, among the richest, if not the richest area in the world. I'm sorry, in the United States. I believe it's six of the ten richest counties are uh, surrounding um, Washington, D.C. And if, if you can't take care of migrants in Washington, D.C. Uh, because you don't have enough money, then you, you can't take care of them anywhere. That That is um, that is a blatant hypocrisy that they're showing. And so what DeSantis has done is that he's been able to open this scab up. It's, it's similar to the way that 
during the NASCAR event when they had the let's go Brandon chant going out, except it didn't say let's go Brandon, but that's what they said. It said, and it just showed in one, one moment, the hypocrisy of the media and showing how much in the pocket they are in, in, the, in the Democrats pocket and how willing they are to lie about things. And it's similar to this, these people who go on TV saying, uh, we're a sanctuary city. We want, we want everybody. We welcome everybody. We're a safe haven. Just don't, please don't take us at our word because we're virtue signaling. And a virtue signal is meant to uh, gain sympathy, is meant to gain accolades. It is meant to make people feel good about you. But please don't ever take people seriously on their virtue signals because they might get their hearts broken. Reminds me of the virtue signaling that um, this was before virtue signaling was a common thing back in, oh, I can't remember when it was. It was when Obama was president. But anyway, they had these uh, uh, Muslim terrorists take uh, some people captive. What were they called? It was in Africa. Uh, Boko Haram or something like that. Anyway, they kidnapped these these children, <clears throat> 40, 40 of them, I believe, 40 schoolgirls from a uh, Christian, I believe it was a Christian school. And uh, these uh, Islamic terrorists kidnapped these girls and were going to, who knows, do whatever to them. Probably the worst things that you can imagine, sell them into slavery, sex slaves, do whatever. Anyway, terrible things. And it was widespread. It was similar to what you see now with, uh, you know, uh, celebrities and their indulgences and in Ukraine flags and telling you how much they admire uh, Zelensky and how much they are in favor of whatever the, the cause is now. Oh, yeah. Now, the you know, the cause may now be uh, the the, um, the the people shipped to uh, Martha's Vineyard by uh, DeSantis. That may be the latest thing that they're uh, saying this is their call celeb anyway. So these, uh, these kids were kidnapped and then, uh, the first lady at the time, Michelle Obama went on Instagram and she had a little sign that said, a uh, handwritten sign says hashtag bring our girls home. And that was it. That's all it takes is all it takes now is to just simply say, I care and demonstrate publicly that you care by doing something like that. And suddenly you're a hero. It's the same thing with uh, climate change. Uh, you can fly in your jets. You can have a private jet. One private jet flight I, I heard is the equivalent, I think, of 12 years of driving a car or something like that. I, I heard that. Anyway, so you can be uh, a, a movie star. You could be Leonardo DiCaprio. And as long as you say the right things and do the right things so far as politically activism, you can do whatever you want. So you can fly around in a private jet anywhere you want, all over the world. As long as you say that you're for climate change, uh, you, you oppose climate change, you're for uh, whatever it's going to take to make climate change go away, and then you can therefore do whatever you want. So uh, that's another thing with this virtue signaling, and that's what you're doing with this these migrants that are being shipped to Martha's Vineyard and being shipped to Washington, D.C., you're seeing the virtue signaling collapsing and you're seeing what happens when people take people at their words uh, by virtue signaling. And it's not something that these people want. They do not want you to take them at their word. They just want to have the issue to talk about, to pat themselves on the back. Uh, it said here that it says this was it says that this is funny. This is from Breitbart. It said. 
Martha's Vineyard's residents proclaim, quote, they enriched us after illegal aliens are deported to a military base. So these people are on, a, on the Martha's Vineyard for less than 48 hours. As soon as they landed, as soon as they landed, the people on, on Martha's Vineyard were calling it a, a, a migrant, uh, what were they calling it, a, a uh, uh, catastrophe. They were saying this is an emergency and we need to get these people off of our island, basically. And uh, so they caught a humanitarian crisis. That's what it says. So it says, when 50 illegal aliens were flown into the elite coastal island, home to the nation's wealthiest and most well-connected, officials declared a, quote, humanitarian crisis. And Governor Charlie Baker departed, deported the new arrivals to Joint Base Cape Cod with the National Guard. So they called in the National Guard to deport these 50 people who landed on this huge island full of vacant houses, full of rich, wealthy people, full of big-hearted rich liberals who are proclaiming that they are for uh, open borders, who are pro- proclaiming that no no human is illegal, except if they land in Martha's Vineyard, then we're going to get them the hell out of here with a uh, with armed uh, National Guardsman. And uh, so these people, though, when they said they said, they said that they, uh, the short time that they were there, they culturally enriched them. Or, or is that what they called them? Yeah, they've been enriched. They've been enriched by these migrants that were there. Uh, it, it's really um, it's it's sad thing to see because these poor people they have to feel like they've been used because here they are. They 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 go to Martha's Vineyard. They are summarily cast away, and yet on the way out they have these photo ops of so these these rich white women hugging these brown people telling them, I uh, wish you good luck and everything and good good luck on your journey. This one person says, I want them to have a good life. I want the journey they experienced and the hardships they've experienced to have been worth it for them and their families. I want them to come to America and be embraced. They all want to work and I want their journey to be a happy ending, except not a happy ending in my neighborhood. That's, that's it. I don't know what to say about it, except that, what do you expect? These people are... The liars at their at their base, and what they do is they they probably don't even realize they're lying when they say the stuff they do. Uh, what else we got here? So Gavin Newsom looks like he's making moves to try to become the new presidential candidate or the next presidential candidate if Joe Biden can't make it, which is looking increasingly likely that Joe Biden can't make it. Um, I don't think Joe Biden knows if he's going to run. And the reason I say that is not because he hasn't made up his mind yet is because the people who run the Democrat party haven't told him whether he's going to run or not. Joe Biden is, uh, was selected last time he ran to be the winner. Uh, he was selected over Buddha judge. He was selected over Elizabeth Warren. He was selected over Bernie Sanders and he was selected over. Those were the last four. I think that were in the, in the race when, the South Carolina primary rolled around and within 48 hours or a few days, everybody dropped out, but Bernie Sanders, I guess Bernie Sanders had too much, um, too much respect for himself to drop out, but Buddha judge dropped out. And also so did, um, uh, Senator Warren, they dropped out. And soon thereafter, Joe Biden was able to secure the nomination. And like I said, so, but Joe Biden's waiting to see if he's going to run, but he's waiting to see if if he's going to be told he's running. Basically, the whether the people who run the party, the donors, uh, the people who work with the donors to get, to get the money together, these bundlers, whether or not he's going to be the guy to go. 
But the people on the left, the CNN, uh, people like at CNN are getting a little anxious. This is from CNN. It says, Joe Biden is going to have to make up his mind on 2024 sooner rather than later. And then it says here, it says, um, throughout his political career, Biden has been known as someone who deliberates and deliberates before making a decision. It's probably he's deliberating so much because he's not that bright. It's no surprise that when in this, in this, the biggest decision of his political life, he hasn't made up his mind yet. So Joe Biden went on this interview, a uh, regular softball interview with Scott Pelley, and they're asking him, you know, are you going to run again? He says, it's much too early to make that kind of decision. Much too early. I mean, it's like next year, actually. I'm a great respecter of fate. And so what I'm doing is I'm doing my job. I'm going to do that job. And within the time frame that makes sense after this next election cycle here, going into next year, make a judgment on what to do. So they, so he doesn't know what he wants to do yet. But they, uh, the, the CNN says the pressure for Biden to do so will ramp up significantly after the elections. Um, however, especially if or when Donald Trump decides to get in the race, which could come as soon as later this year. Given the threat Democrats believe Trump poses to democracy itself, there will be an urgency to know whether Biden is up for a second campaign against the billionaire businessman. If not, there will certainly be a large and contested primary field for the Democrat nomination. I don't know that it'd be that large. Um, besides Gavin Newsom, I don't know who who could be the president, except for Kamala Harris, which I think you're seeing the signs that the people who run the Democrat party don't want to have anything to do with Kamala Harris. Otherwise they wouldn't allow this to even come to fruition. Uh, Gavin Newsom, uh, Gavin Newsom would like to run for president, but uh, I don't know if he's going to run. If, if Biden's running, then he won't run. But if, if Biden's not running, <clears throat> I guess they've let, let it be known that he can run. And um, I think you've seen with Newsom, Newsom is kind of in the situation that Andrew Cuomo was two years ago. So two years ago, Biden was the president. Biden was kind of seen as a weak president, not popular, uh, not popular through polls, not doing well politically, uh, doesn't have any successes, didn't have any successes at that point. Fast forward to two years now, he still doesn't have any successes. And then there was this governor who was kind of... uh, a celebrity and he was he was doing things he was like w- winning emmys uh for his coverage of coronavirus he was holding these press conferences daily and, and the and the media was dutifully reporting about oh what a great job he was doing as governor of new york and andrew cuomo was great and then the call went out and nobody knows who gave the call and when i heard about it i wasn't mad i knew how he was running off his mouth saying stupid things and the call went out to take out Andrew Cuomo. And the call went out, and soon enough, uh, Attorney General um, Letitia James, you know, she pulled the plug on him, basically. She pulled the plug on Cuomo. Uh, suddenly, there was these sexual scandals that uh, were uncovered, and he was suddenly becoming investigated for that, and he had to resign. Now, Joe Biden has been accused of the same thing. Let's get this straight. Joe Biden has been accused of the same thing, sexual stuff. And much worse, really, if you look at um, Hunter Biden's laptop and all of the dealings with, you know, oligarchs and the big guy getting 10 percent and showering with his daughter when she was 12 years old. That's what she said in her diary. And we know that was her diary because the FBI arrested the people who had her diary. And uh, they're, they're in prison now, I believe. 
And so we know it was her diary. And she wrote in her diary that she felt awkward or she felt like it was not right that she showered with her father until she was 12. Anyway, Joe Biden's that guy. But anyway, back to my point is Andrew Cuomo was the guy that Gavin Newsom is now. He was a popular governor. He was he was overshadowing the current president. And until the call went out to take him out, uh, then he was probably going to be the next guy in there. And I think the call went out to take him out because he probably jumped the gun. He was probably saying, look, I'm a star and I don't need to wait for these donors to tell me what to do. I'm the governor of New York, for God's sakes. And I think the call went out and said, this guy's a little too big for his britches. And the call went out for them to take him out. And just like in the mafia, when a captain's getting a little too big for his britches or even a boss, uh, some of the other people decide, maybe on the commission or otherwise, that this guy needs to go and away he went. Anyway, so Gavin Newsom now, if he gets the call, will we'll go ahead. Now, so Gavin Newsom, if he goes to run for president, that that, that really throws things into a bind. Because as we were talking about before, virtue signaling, uh, the left is all about virtue signaling. The left is all about uh, identity politics. And what's the bigger identity politics uh, faux pas than to step over a woman of color who is currently the vice president so that you can install a, a rich white man into the seat of power when it was her, her it was her spot to be taken if 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 Joe Biden had picked Pete Buttigieg to be the vice president uh, would there be any talk at all about Gavin Newsom stepping over Pete Buttigieg to become the president over over uh, over the current vice president if that was Pete Buttigieg if Biden couldn't make it. So let's say Biden can't make it. The vice president would be the person assumed to take over the reins. And if it was Pete Buttigieg, would Gavin Newsom's name be even mentioned? I don't think so. But he is mentioned now. And that's showing that there's, like I said before, about virtuous signaling with the um, Martha's Vineyardins and the illegals that were sent to their island, how they turned them away, they sent them away within within 48 hours with the National Guard, the same way that they're going to now turn their backs on Kamala Harris, the first woman of color to be vice president, and they're going to let this guy, this slick-haired, um, California elitist white man, take her place as the heir apparent to the Democrat nomination, which... If that does happen, like I said, it would be further evidence that whatever the left believes in, uh, you can't take them at their word. And at the end of the day, they're hypocrites and liars. This is from the Daily Caller. Gavin Newsom will run for president in 2024 if Joe Biden doesn't. Democratic Governor Gavin Newsom will run for president should Joe Biden not seek re-election, according to a report by The Wrap on Monday. One source close to Newsom, a Democratic fundraiser, there you go, told the rap about Newsom's plans, which were conformed by another source. Another source, Newsom, quote, absolutely is going to announce that he is running for the presidency once Biden announces that he is not running, said the fundraiser. So this is this is what this is what I was saying. Should Biden not run, observers expect a competitive primary. Vice President Kamala Harris, who ran for president in 2020 before dropping out before the Iowa caucuses, is frequently mentioned as a candidate, as is Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg. Now, again, this is Daily Caller reporting, and this is the Daily Caller uh, saying that Vice President Kamala Harris is frequently mentioned as a candidate. 
Would 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 they say the same thing if 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 Kamala Harris was not a woman of color? Because in my mind, Kamala Harris is is uh, or the vice president who was a sitting vice president would be the automatic presumptive nominee, not just a a mentioned as a candidate. I'm not saying that Daily Caller is making that call. I'm just saying in general, if this was a uh, oh if this was not Kamala Harris, I'm sorry. If this was just a vice president. Uh, um, in general, wouldn't they just be the automatic presumed nominee? So then it backs into us another point. What is the reason that Kamala Harris is not taken seriously? And so there's two th- trains of thought or two schools of thought, maybe. One reason is that if you were to think about it very simply is people are racist. People are sexist. People in the Democrat Party are sexist. Uh, the media is sexist and racist. And that's the reason they're not picking Kamala Harris. And that may be true. They may be that way. But I don't think that's the real reason people aren't mentioning Kamala Harris. I think the reason people aren't mentioning Kamala Harris is that Kamala Harris is not good. Uh, she's not good uh, in the ca- in front of the camera. She's apparently not good with her own staff. Uh, she's not good with policy. Uh, she's not good. She's not a good communicator. And I think that's the reason that she's not being picked. But it is going to make it hard for them to not pick her because of her special status, and that is the status that they've picked that they've given her. She was nominated specifically for her color and her gender, her genitalia, as Joe Biden said. Before even buddy, everybody, anybody knew that Kamala Harris was going to be the vice president, Joe Biden said the vice president, my vice president candidate, or the person to run with me, my running mate will be a woman of color. That's it. That the main qualification, genitalia and skin color. And so it's going to be very difficult for them to walk that back because if Joe Biden says it, it's not because Joe Biden thought of it. It's because someone told him to think of it. And those same people are the donors. And those same people are the people that are now pushing Gavin Newsom. Uh, but you can't expect that to be covered at all by the, uh, by the mainstream media because... It wouldn't be in their it wouldn't be in their interest or the interest of their minders, uh, their allies in the Democrat Party to cover it. Uh, let's see what else we got here. The uh, this vaccine policies are continuing to fall by the wayside. So we reported last time that the Navy had changed one of their rules that said that basically the the crux of the argument was that there was a lawsuit naval seal Navy seals who were suing the Navy for saying that the Navy improperly said that they were not able medically fit to travel or medically fit to go overseas on these uh, missions because they hadn't been vaccinated. And so the Navy uh, quietly changed the rules and said, look, this, I think it was called, uh, it's in this thing here, Trident Order Number 12 no longer, no longer, um, no longer is in effect. And so it says, uh, this is the latest from the Gateway Pundit. Following U.S. Navy's change to vaccine mandate policy, U.S. Marine Corps follows. The Gateway reported earlier in September that Trident Order Number 12 was quietly canceled by the U.S. Navy. Trident Order Number 12 disqualified SEALs seeking religious exemptions from the, from the COVID-19 vaccine. SEALs seeking the exemption would be barred from training, traveling for deployment, and conducting other standard business, thus making them undeployable. 
So then they canceled that. So then the Navy quietly canceled that order. There were some different types of wording, whatever the case is. It was, you know, it was in the usual bureaucratic gobbledygook. But what they basically said was the people who were formally disqualified because they hadn't had mandates are hereby no longer disqualified. And they're trying to just slowly, slowly, slowly back away from these vaccine mandates and say, look, we never did anything of the sort. Now it says the Marine Corps has announced changes to their policies. Marines who declined the COVID vaccine for religious reasons will no longer be punished. The New York Post reports that the administrative order also states that a Marine's vaccination status cannot be used against them in the fitness reports or other performance evaluations. This is the Epic Times. U.S. Marine Corps issued guidance to roll back its strict punishments for service members who are seeking COVID-19 vaccine exemptions. In guidance posted online on September 24th, Marine Corps will no longer enforce any order to accept COVID-19 vaccination administratively separate or retaliate against Marines in the class for asserting statutory rights under the Religious Freedom Restoration Act. The guidance was changed from a following the guidance was changed following a recent federal Florida federal court order that temporarily blocked the Marines from taking action against the individuals who seek a religious exemption. The latest guidance posted by Marines made reference to that order, which handed, was handed down in August. Involuntary administrative separation processing of class members for refusing COVID-19 vaccination is suspended, the memo said, while it directs commanders to, quote, pause all administrative actions related to the involuntary separation of a class member. So they said, you know, these class members, these people in this, this, this people who have, requested religious exemption you must no longer you must stop suspending them uh, regardless of the current status of the separation process so they're saying no long if this person is just about to be can tomorrow stop it in his tracks listing several examples the marine guidance added that no orders will be given to receive the vaccine no counseling will be issued for refusing the vaccine no administrative separation boards will be conducted and no discharges will be issued the decision comes as every branch of the U.S. military struggles to meet its 2022 reg- uh, recruiting goals. This is really interesting because I don't know. Is it is it because of this one Florida court? I, I wonder if there's something else coming down the pike about these vaccines that people are wanting to walk back these mandates. It's not just the military. Like we said, we reported earlier that you know there's a lot of companies now backing off mandates. United Healthcare is one of them, not mandates necessarily. They're they're backing off their testing, so they're no longer requiring their employees to be tested uh, weekly if they're unvaccinated, which they were doing. So you're seeing this across the board, and you're not seeing any real explanation of it. You're just seeing this backing away, and it makes me wonder why there is. It's good that it's happening. It's terrible that it had to happen through lawsuits. And it'll be even more terrible if it had to happen because there was something wrong with these vaccines. And these people are trying to now make separation between themselves and the vaccine mandates for fear of legal recourse. Uh, one of the, um, I believe is a hospital system in Illinois, uh, was involved in a multi-million dollar lawsuit. And um, they are having to pay people who were separated un- against, their, against their will for not getting the covid vaccine uh, what else do we have here this is a uh, so you know back to this thing about 
control, wanting to um, basically lie, and also trying to, you know, just kind of the whole COVID situation throughout was just kind of based on um, really trying to bend the truth and also uh, willing to try to uh, uh, make people uh, into categories that they weren't. So if you, if you received, if you didn't get the COVID vaccine, then you are an anti-vaxxer. You are against science. You didn't care if you killed your neighbor. You didn't care if you killed your grandmother. You're just a bad person in general. And so you see what's happened with that. Now they're backing off of that. There's probably still people out there who talk about that, but as kind of a general thing, that's no longer being pursued very hotly. What is being pursued very hotly still is the fact that people who support Donald Trump or more generally people who don't, uh, people who don't vote Democrat are bad people. And they are called, uh, if, if you, if, if you are a, um, person now who says that, look, I think that the election was a little fishy. Uh, I think that maybe it doesn't make quite sense that uh, Joe Biden lost 17 of 18 bellwether, bellwether counties, won fewer counties overall than any person in the history of the United States, yet still won the nomination, or sorry, still won the presidency, and and the fact that this guy can't string together a sentence. Uh, I find it, I find it a little bit uh, worrisome that he actually won this uh, last presidential campaign. Well, you're going to be called an election denier and you're going to be equivalent, according to Senator Mark Warner, of a terrorist. This is from a website called WeLoveTrump.com. It says, Senator Mark Warren on Sunday compared, quote, election deniers to 9-11 terrorists on Face the Nation. The 67-year-old former Virginia governor is the vice chair of the Senate Democratic Caucus and chair of the Senate Intelligence Committee. I think the threat of terror has diminished, Warner said, comparing how the country is now versus 21 years ago. I do worry about some of the activity in this country where the election deniers, uh, the insurgency that took place on January 6th. So he's saying that, uh, you know, basically election deniers are kind of similar to what happened uh, 21 years ago with 9-11. And um, it says on the 21st century, or 21st anniversary of 9-11, Democrats made disgusting, idiotic comparisons to January 6th. Election deniers and elected officials who back rioters from January 6th insurrection are now responsible for eroding the United States reputation on the world stage, Kamala Harris said in an interview on NBC's Meet the Press. Through the process of what we've been through, we're starting to allow people to call into question our commitment to those principles. And so this is the new thing now is where you're going to criminalize your opponents. And uh, speaking of election deniers, uh, this is a little bit of election denial from our friends on the left. Well, this was a little election denial. Anyway, there was a research put together by uh, RNC and they had this montage of people talking about the election and how it was uh, basically stolen from Donald Trump or Donald Trump stole the election from Hillary Clinton. And uh, over and over and over again, you heard this same thing over and over again about how Donald Trump was a bad guy. Donald Trump was an agent. You all know the story, but it's just interesting to hear it all. You put, can run the best campaign here. all put on. You tape. can even become the nominee and you can have the election stolen from you. 
How can you win with Russian interference, though? That's, That's a real what thing. I'm scared about no, in 2020. But, but rightly. Because right. I think he's an illegitimate president that didn't really win. So how do you, you know, fight against that in 2020? You are absolutely right. He is an illegitimate president in my mind. Would you be my vice president for Canada? <laughs> Folks, look, I absolutely agree. Trump didn't actually win the election Jimmy in 2016. Carter. He lost the election, and he was put into office because the Russians interfered. Russians Trump interfered. knows he's an illegitimate president. The president-elect, although legally elected, Jerry is not Nadler. legitimate. I don't see this president-elect as a legitimate president. John you Lewis. said you believe that Russia's interference altered the outcome of the election. I do. Diane we have Feinstein. a president who, if in fact it is proven, uh, has been assisted by the Russians and may in fact not be a legitimate president. The one Somebody thing that Trump Fudge. is fearful of uh, when it comes to his being president is that finally we Shrill will see Hillary how illegitimate again. his victory actually was. I have an objection. I object to the 15 votes from the state of North Carolina. I object because people are horrified. This is during the He's Electoral College president. certification. Do you believe Trump is illegitimate president? What I believe is that there's no question that the outcome of this election was affected RNC, by DNC the chairman, Russian interference. Chair. There absolutely is a cloud of illegitimacy. So that legitimacy is in question, yes. So that was a very tainted All election. All these guys are and, Democrats. And in that sense, it's illegitimate. Why do you think the president Hillary is going Clinton to again. such great lengths to essentially prove that he beat you? Because he knows he didn't. He knows he's an illegitimate president. Stolen emails. Stolen drone. Stolen drone. Stolen election. Welcome to the world of unprecedented Trumps. Did you believe President Trump? That was Green Jean-Pierre, Tucker Carlson quoting her. Jimmy Carter again. Based on what I just said, which I can't retract. <laughs> the Russian attempt to have, to have the election. And frankly, the FBI is weighing in on the election. I think. Anyway, you get the point. So these people are election deniers themselves. So they're full of shit when they say that if you are an election denier now or you question the election, then you're a terrorist. Uh, you're on the wrong side of history and blah, 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 blah. It's all usual crap to try to make you scared to voice your opinion. And it's all the usual stuff that if you're a wishy-washy, limp-wristed Republican like Mitt Romney or any of these uh, you know guys that are voting for this Ukraine bill now that I have another part here in my stack, more money to Ukraine. These people are the guys that if you if they said that, then they're going to run for cover, you know. Mitt Romney, all it took was the, the um, media said that he put a dog on the car, top of his car and that he put women in binders. And that's all it took to make that guy run for cover. So those people out there are going to run for cover. And uh, it's going uh, to be something where you're going to have to be a man or a woman, a strong person in order to get through this next election if you're not on the left. Because they're going to come at you full bore, both barrels. And it's gonna be it's gonna be like something you've never seen. There's gonna be a voter suppression out there like you've never seen. And I'm not talking voter suppression where they're standing at the polls uh, with dogs. And I'm not talking voter suppression where they're uh, you know trying to uh, intimidate you through physical violence. But I'm talking voter suppression where they're going to try to make you scared to voice your opinion. They're gonna make you scared to go on social media. They're gonna make you scared to have a podcast. They're trying to make you scared to talk to your friends about it. They're trying to make you feel like if you do it, you're a white supremacist. They're going to try to make you feel like if you do it, that you are um, you're like Donald Trump. And Donald Trump is a mean misogynist who says nasty things to Billy Bush on the uh, uh, hidden uh, on the tapes. And, and if you vote for Trump, then you approve of everything that Trump's ever done. And you think Trump's just the best person ever. And that makes you a hypocrite. So if you're going to believe that, then you're not going to be able to uh 
successfully vote for the president or for, for a vote for anybody but the Democrat, because I can tell you the Trump, what they're doing to Trump is the same as what they're going to do to anybody who steps in there who has got any chance of winning. And that includes uh, Ron DeSantis, uh, anybody who is elected by the base, who is not uh, like a Mitt Romney or a John McCain who was elected despite the base. Mitt Romney and John McCain, they were nominated because the base came out and voted. The base held their nose and voted for these guys knowing that they weren't the best candidates, but that was the best thing that they had to offer. And that was better than the other choice. If you vote for someone where the base selects the person, whether it's Mitt Romney, I'm sorry, Mitt Romney, whether it's Donald Trump, whether it's Ron DeSantis, uh, whether it's even somebody like Tim Cotton, someone who doesn't toe the party line uh, when it comes to establishment Republicans like Mitch McConnell and are always willing to bend over and break and reach across the aisle and get the reach around themselves. Those guys, unless it's going to be one of those guys, uh, whoever they put in there as a Democrat or Republican nominee, it's going to be very hard for you. It's going to be very hard for you to, to justify voting for them because they're going to come at you and you're going to have to be brave. And this is what I'm talking about. It says here, this was from Washington Examiner from Paul Bedard, who used to do Washington Whispers. Now it's called Washington Secrets. Anyway, Paul Bedard says, Majority see Biden FBI as, quote, personal Gestapo after Trump raid. The just-suspect FBI raid of former President Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago Winter Resort home has increased the percentage of people who believe that President Joe Biden is using his G-men as his, quote, personal Gestapo. In the latest Rasmussen Report survey, 53% of likely voters agreed that there is a group of politicized thugs at the top of the FBI that are using the FBI as, F as Joe Biden's personal Gestapo. So that's the thing I'm talking about. Those are the people who are going to have to be brave. Uh, Mitt Romney doesn't think that, uh, uh, you know, the, uh, Larry Hogan doesn't believe that, but anybody who's going to, like I said, vote for someone who's going to actually try to challenge the status quo in Washington, DC, they're the ones who think that, and they're the ones who are going to be called into question. They're, they're, um, they're going to be called into question whether or not they are, Terrorist in the making, as Hillary Clinton said, or I'm sorry, Kamala Harris said, they're going to be they're going to call in the question their commitment to the Constitution uh, and law and order, as Joe Biden said. They're the ones who are going to be attempted to be blacklisted uh, from social media. They're the ones that are going to uh, attempted to be just basically dro drove into the uh, dark underbelly of society where they belong and out of out of touch. So you're going to have to be careful about that and you're going to have to be brave. Thank you for listening. Next time uh, we will join you. Uh, in the meantime, check us out on drtommy.com and uh, subscribe and also subscribe on any of the podcasting platforms. Thank you again for listening to Independent Podcast. And until next time, we will see you later. Bye-bye.